Woo! I know people yes. think that we're all actually friends in real life. Yeah, um, everyone thinks we meet up all the time. It's quite funny. They do. They think that. <laughs> Obviously, everyone thinks that. Gareth, we haven't met you yet. Nope. Um, Although we did no, see you about 40 times at Comic-Con. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> it was amazing. It's almost as if you kept going past us in different costumes. It's fantastic. All of, them, all of them bearded and hairy. But he does look exactly as he sounds, Gareth, so you're right. <laughs> and uh, Comic-Con was nice, but way too many of those rat kids who think they're in the demographic to be there. My problem is I'm a weirdo. I accept that. I collect toys. I'm an adult. I play games. And I lock myself away. I have to be escorted there by my girlfriend as I have no friends. I am the very definition of a geek. If you turn up with a group of eight friends and you're all laughing and joking, drinking a few beers, being all social, then by definition, it's not somewhere you belong. Yes, you may be dressed up in a stupid costume, but please go home so it's not so crowded because I need to drop some serious money on toys. And Don, you, didn't, you turn up on your own. Yeah, I, I'm a proper geek on my own. I'm a Jack yeah, so Jones. If the geeks turned up on their own, it wouldn't be so busy and we can all yeah. just move around freely. We can all shuffle around, staring at the floor, not making eye contact a lot more easily. I'd, exactly. I prefer that. It would be much nicer. And that's brilliant. There was a few times, though, Don, wasn't there, where we said rather um, horrible things about women and what we'd like to do. I think this is the part where you've remembered my girlfriend listens to this podcast now. And... Oh, sorry, you didn't say anything <laughs> that you would do to anyone when you looked around and said, look at her. Funnily enough, well, your, girl, your fiancé was there as well. And, uh, yeah, but she's used yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. and, and as for Gareth, he has now moved. But thanks to a law passed a few years ago allowing the police to advise the local community if a paedophile has moved in near them. If you are... <laughs> check on the internet. How's the move been, Gareth? Uh, it was uh, stressful. Always stressful. And we had a party arranged for the next day as well. So that... <laughs> you can't oh. have a chat in like a day after you move in. You know how long it takes to unpack everything? Yeah, nothing was unpacked. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you started moaning about shopping. You got there with no food. Probably just a packet of half-eaten crisps that you'd stowed away in your cheek. And then you, you expect to have a party the next day. Yes, well, we know for the future now not to do that again. <laughs> yeah, when you move again. Yeah. So, um, what is the... Don, sorry, you're doing the... Am I? Sorry, it's not me. It well, is. it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Gareth, what area did you choose? Because all of them were a bit beneath you before, weren't they? We don't have to say the exact area, but is it nice? Are you happy with it? Or was it something you just had to choose out of desperation because you felt the time was winding down? It's right near a main road with uh, a shitload of takeaways on it. So that's what you want, isn't it? Oh, yes. Bit of a dream. So you're above the shop, are you? No, no, not quite that close to takeaways. No, you don't want to be right on top of one. Nah, I nice like to be underneath. Oh yeah, nice bit of pollution outside your window. Uh, a little bit. You sound like you've gone underwater all of a sudden. <laughs> Thank you. I have. It's nice of you to notice. In my new section, scuba diving with Rob. Now, um, you know this laptop. Am I still underwater? A little yeah. bit, yeah. Right, let me get out. <laughs> oh, god, that's awful. It's all about now. That's a bit better. A bit better, yeah. 
I think Don sounds like he's underwater as well. Maybe we're in the bath together. Are we all Feet underwater? <laughs> yeah. I'm not underwater. Oh, no. I'm, one. In the, I'm in the clouds. Oh, yes. But anyway, <laughs> shopping, did that go well, Gareth? There you go. Uh, yeah, it's just all this stuff out. Shopping was. Um, shopping's the kind of thing where you don't realise how much you've got until you're paying for it. And you've got to carry it somewhere, and then you're like, "Well, why did why did I get all this fucking shopping?" How have you survived for twenty six years? Um, I think I must have been just coddled by everyone, just helped along through life, like a disabled well, child, eating off the food caught in your hairy face. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> storing the food in your hair before she goes to work, and in your beard. <laughs> Chew on that a little bit later, my darling. I'm alive. It's all that matters. <laughs> That's all yeah. that So you should know the deal by now. We start off by telling you all of the fascinating goings-on in the gaming world this past week. Then, once that has been dissected, we move on to our weekly feature, no longer fought up by Gareth because he can't be trusted, but we'll be bringing back the ramblings <laughs> of Jamie Hawkins as he tells us all about the Evolve beta. Then, to round it all off, we talk about all the latest games that we've been playing. We have a nice bit of Sunset Overdrive and, of course, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. And if Donald Fuck thinks for one moment he can go on about Destiny again, <laughs> very much mistaken, I shall simply emit a loud screeching sound through the mic. Now... When we think to ourselves, I wonder what's been going on in the world of gaming this week. Do you go on the internet? Do you ask a friend? Do you watch on a dedicated gaming TV channel? No. You wait patiently all week until Thursday comes along so you can sit back and hear a bunch of morons trying to make sense of it all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the news. I don't want to be scared of you, no. Gareth, yep. it's a good job. Well, it's not a good job that you didn't buy an Xbox One early because the, I don't know if these are rumours or they're <laughs> suggestions of a rumour or something that has been confirmed, but Microsoft is potentially working on a slimmer, cheaper version of the Xbox One. According to the Beyond 3D form, forums and AMD senior manager Daniel McConnell, they seem to have been working on a smaller, cheaper process. Or is it just progress of technology? You saw the Terminator... You saw Terminator 1, there was a Terminator, he wasn't too good, and then you got Terminator 2, and you got the T-1000, and you got Terminator 3, they were a bit better, they were a bit more slim and a bit more efficient, but at the end of the day, the original Terminator is still one. The audio is going all over the place. <laughs> I know, and it's, it's Don's fault. <laughs> okay, well as long as it's Don's fault, then that's fine. I'm magnetic personality, messing with the mics. So you're, you're saying okay. that no matter how many technological advancements they make no matter how small and sleek they make it the original will still always be the best well if the sort of way of Terminator is anything to go by then yes I think the way of Terminator is to go by yeah because he was better built wasn't he and he's more sturdy and you know they tried to make smaller processes with T-1000 and he was just liquid but he didn't stand a chance against the original Terminator um I don't know, I feel like they got pretty lucky in Terminator 2. Gareth, it was just an analogy. The actual story okay. we want to talk about <laughs> is about Microsoft potentially working on a slim, cheaper version of the Xbox One. Mm. Not whether Microsoft announced that the original T800 was better than any of the models that came after. Okay. Well, 
I'm going to restart this call. <laughs> That's all right. Why would the, you do that? The audio is literally insane. You're cutting out so much, mate. Yeah. Oh, you fucking bastard. What? Does that mean we have to start from the beginning? No, 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 no. No, 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 just from this bit. Yeah, so I'm just going to do the call again. And there we go. <clears throat> Yeah, so there we go. I'm so used to the iPad generation that when anything comes on my PC screen, I automatically go to press it, and I just look like an idiot, and then I go back to pressing the mouse. And, uh, sorry, it's just someone else just being awful. I did tell all my neighbours that I'll be recording the Game Central podcast tonight. I see. Did you not get, like, a police escort? No, she was just a normal one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Thank you. Quick. All right, so here's a quote from Mr. McConnell from okay. his LinkedIn page, which is a website for professionals. Very I, professional. I gather. Um, he says, <laughs> they successfully planned and executed the first APU for Microsoft's Xbox One game console in 28NM technology and a cost-reduced derivative in 20NM technology. Oh, he's so interesting. I'd love to go out for a drink with that. Oh, that's yeah. almost turned me on, that tech talk. Yeah. What about That's if I were to say sexy. to you that they were assembled and grew two cross-site execution teams for two successive Xbox APU revisions? Mm, execution oh, teams. And that included oh, developing key technical leads into senior positions along oh. with the successful execution and future team expansion to handle more SOCs. Oh, I don't know about wow. you, but senior position is one of my favourite. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many SOCs there are, but if you can get as many as you can, that can only be a good thing, right? Sure. There's, I think the senior position is where you lie top to tail, like the grandparents in Willy Wonka. Oh. You, both hold, you both hold a walking stick at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Double-ended. Oh Gareth, talk to us about it in layman's term. <clears throat> They're making a smaller one. Yeah. 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 The main thing, though, is, I mean, I've been putting off buying one mainly because it's too freaking huge but not just that that it takes up so much power it's ridiculous and i'm very eco-conscious these days mainly because i have my own flat and i'm trying to cut down on fucking electricity bills <laughs> how um, much okay how much power then does it use more than PlayStation? it takes something ridiculous like three times as much as wii u or something like that it's 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 the most power hungry console out there at the moment it's got it's PS4, <clears throat> ps4's um not that far behind it, but there's a massive drop off before the Wii U, and their weight, or everything is so much more power hungry than the 360 and the PS3 were. Um, yeah, they're like it's ridiculous. You think new technology would suck less power? For, Have you, you know, seen the Americans' cars? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're wondering why they've got a fucking game console. It looks like that. True. It's True. hardly going to be a little thing, is it? I know. And then he's it wouldn't surprise the me pack, if they though. tried making it bigger. We made it 200% <laughs> bigger! You can now rest your TV on it, and you can put gas in it! That's, That's a good gas. idea. That's, That's a fucking good idea. I've got like a sound stand thing for my TV, which is basically a massive fuck-off speaker that's just a flat, basically, yeah. that TV puts on it. But if you could fit the components for a console into there, that would be awesome. Hmm. That would be I awesome. bet you could. I bet you could, if someone was clever enough. They could build that into the TV stand. Oh, yeah, in okay. fact, yes, you could. You could. Damn, oh, be amazing. Where the stand was just like a long, flat Xbox One. Exactly. Hooked up to like a... Oh, man. Okay, That's we just amazing. improved. We just made Microsoft <laughs> win the this console war. 
Yeah. Thank you very much. Boom. Right, Sony already so... make their own TVs. I don't know why they're not doing it anyway. Sorry, Ga- sorry, Don. That's all right. Thank you. Quite right. Gareth? Yeah. You may continue. Um, you've, you're the only one here with an Xbox Live Gold account, right? Actually, it expired like two days ago. So did mine. I just haven't <laughs> been bothered. Don, you've got one, right? I've still got one, but I've not used it since I've got my PS4. So well, you might want to get on because Viva Pinata: Trouble in Paradise has just gone free. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm going to go on it right now. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Am I sensing sarcasm? <sighs> I don't know what sarcasm is. Was that sarcasm? <laughs> oh, there you go. It's a vicious cycle. Viva Pinata is amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. why I picked this story up. You don't hear people <laughs> talking about Viva Pinata anymore. No, you should. Trouble in Paradise, the party game. Is it? Yeah. No, Trouble in Paradise is the sequel. And then they made a game after that, right? I'm not sure about the That was the party game. Well, either way, November's a great month to get the free games. Because first up is Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise. Which Viva Pinata games are fantastic. Oh, what are you doing? Don, Donald, Donald. I haven't done nothing. I ain't done nothing. You're becoming more and more like Guy every week. <laughs> Don't insult me like that. That's nice. No, no, but you are me. turning into him. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not. Thank I'm you, Don. Uh, is that better? Where oh, was I before normally, I was so rudely interrupted? Gareth, I'm not being rude, but, you know, when someone's making a noise and you go, stop it, and then they mm. go, I'm not doing anything, but then that noise stops immediately after you tell them to stop it. Mm-hmm. It does normally mean that they were doing something. It, it's a pretty good indicator. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't. Okay, well, it's stopped now we've asked you to, so... Well, well, coincidence. That's all I can say. Anyway, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by the waves. Oh, the yeah. sound of it. Uh, so it's Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise from the 1st of November. Viva Pinata games are awesome. I don't care what anyone thinks. Isn't, isn't this about hitting a thing with a stick? That's what a piñata is, right? No, it's... No, it's too late. It's too late, Gareth. Okay. <laughs> he, he's too far gone. And then... That is 2005. Let's not try and explain the concept to Don now. <laughs> and then on November 16th, Red Faction Guerrilla is the free game. See, I'm more interested in that, honest. Red Faction yeah. Guerrilla is such a good game. Yeah, Thank it's not, you. Oh, that's so again, we called 2011, was it? 2010? Yeah, <laughs> which more people should have played? Well, why don't we get Jamie on the podcast then? You. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Jamie's talking about Prototype 2. Oh, Jamie's crazy. That's what I was thinking. Now Gareth's doing the same thing. Let's all talk about Red Faction Gorilla. <laughs> I remember when I played Red Faction Gorilla back in 2008. It was an absolutely fantastic game with some of the greatest physics I've ever seen that haven't been bettered since. The buildings were completely destructible, and even though the area was bland and you would come across one building every 20 minutes, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the game whatsoever. This is a different situation, though. It's not. You're going off. You're 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 looking back at games that you played. The games that are in the news story that we're talking about, though. I suppose. I suppose that's okay. <laughs> well, okay then. You get free games this week, everyone. Thank you, okay. Jamie. <laughs> right. So, Blizzard, who is a company that Gareth is very fond of is teasing a possible StarCraft announcement. That sounds like a suggestion of a rumour, Gareth. I'm getting so confused now. What's the difference between a teasing of a possible announcement and a possible rumour? 
Uh, well, because they're due to definitely make another StarCraft game at some point. The trilogy of StarCraft 2 games uh, hasn't been completed yet. They've done the Terran one, they've done the Zerg one, but they've not done the Protoss one. Yeah, that's the one we all want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that Protoss one. Oh, we all have a bit of Protoss. <laughs> I play it as Protoss in StarCraft. That's all I know. But I don't play the single players in StarCraft. Uh, yeah. So, that I don't, I don't care as much. But they do interesting things with the multiplayer. Like, last time when they had the beta going for Heart of the Swarm, they created a unit for Terran, which made Terran unbeatable. Oh, man, I can just imagine. So that that was interesting. They took that out after like a week. So that was yeah. interesting. But I always like following them creating StarCraft games, because... They have to come up with brand new units to keep it fresh, but they have to balance those units um, in such a way that they're not overpowered. And it's really fun watching them slowly bring an actual decent addition to the game together. <clears throat> but, Can I just thank you on behalf of Blizzard, Gareth? <laughs> now, Don, you work for Blizzard? Uh, no, I'm just thanking you on behalf of them. Okay. Because they probably don't listen to this. I, I think that's probably much. likely. <laughs> yeah. So, Don, if your Wii U was region free right now, what yeah. games would you be importing, my friend? Oh, I'd be importing literally, <laughs> literally nothing. Thousands of literally, games. <laughs> literally a game. Probably. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but... you know, dream on no more, because it looks like in the future, consoles, Nintendo are looking to make them all region free. It does. I so, think what's happened here is uh, Satoru Iwata has... Uh, had a little epiphany while his surgery happened and he had a little near-death experience <laughs> came back if... from the dead and went hang on maybe before I die it would be quite a nice thing to let everyone buy whatever game they want for our console yeah. that'd be cool wouldn't it but think, I'm going to die anyway fuck it buy what you want <laughs> <laughs> that's Jeez. quite nice that's probably what he's done but are there any real I know there's obviously Bayonetta 2 and yeah. um, Smash Brothers at the moment which I think Smash Brothers is out in Japan Gareth? No. But I heard that it had really good sales. The 3DS version did, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, yeah, don't really need to worry about it. Well, the Wii U one probably will as well. Everyone's well excited for it. I'm um, getting a Wii U just for it. Eve. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Guaranteed sale right there. Yep. Worth it worth it for Nintendo. <laughs> Just sell a fucking Wii U, they'll do anything. That's their one sale of the month quota uh, fulfilled. They do so seem they to do that. They, they, they seem to sell their consoles based on one people wanting one particular game. You either people buy it for Mario Kart, which is pretty much what I did. Gareth will buy it just for Smash Brothers. Some other people will buy it just for the new Zelda game when that comes out. Yeah, They're very specific with their targeting. It's like, yeah, here's a game that you want. So they're slowly selling to every person, but on an individual basis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> individual they're all in the boardroom. What can we make for Gareth? Uh, we're, <laughs> we're on to Gareth now. We've only got a few more to like go. That. Yeah. But that's good, though. I think all consoles should be region-free. Okay, Everything okay. should be region-free. You know, if I want to play... But, but let's be honest, we're not exactly starved for games. There's no games out there that you think, oh, I wish my Xbox One was backwards comp- um, region-free as it was back in the PlayStation 1 day where you had to wait six months for like Metal Gear Solid to come out and Gran Turismo and then your friend would come over with a dodgy copy and be like, oh, mate, I've got this game. It's not out yet until it's five months down the line. But, you know, I don't think it's so important now. And I think, I don't know. Gareth, what do you think? Do you care? 
<laughs> uh, I mean, more options are always good, but um, yeah, I think it's probably a little bit too late for Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, it's this. just for Japan, Japanese games, really. Like American games, we're pretty much on an even, even kill, so it doesn't matter too much, and there's not really a great amount of Japanese-developed exclusives on the Xbox One. Yeah. But, you know, I'm bashing my head against the table, wishing I could play. I mean, there's the occasional time where a game will come out uh, in America on a Tuesday, and we get it on a Friday. Something like that, you know. Just the option to import for America if you're super pumped for... <laughs> I don't know, Xenoblade. Yeah, and get it on the next Saturday. Because yeah. <laughs> Amazon deliver it late. Well, okay, fine. All right, Gareth, come on. Think about what, think about what you're doing. Right, okay. the Oculus Rift, which Gareth is the only one out of us to try, uh, will be available in months, not years. So it's going to be available in months, Gareth, not years. Yep, that's yep. the headline. <laughs> so it could be 11 months, because if it's 12 months, that's years. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Oculus so, CEO Brendan, I want to say it's Iribe, is his name? It doesn't matter, you can say whatever it is you want to say. Oh, uh, I'm going to say it's that. Because if Brendan's not on this podcast to actually introduce himself to us, why should we even bother trying to get his name right? Oh, it's just, what it's a darker edge to the podcast. Oh, it is. It is. That's the way I'm going in this week. <laughs> uh, speaking at the Web Summit uh, 2014 in Dublin, he said that the latest model is basically a finalised consumer product. So the model they're playing with now, um, with all like the heads headphones, so you can hear everything coming through, and all the motion tracking sensors on the outside and stuff is basically ready to go. They mm. just need production and all that stuff and to finalise the designs. So And games, or we're all just going to be sitting and using tech demos? There are games that support it right now. It's just... Yeah, know, but they're them indie games that you masturbate over. I, okay, we're not getting into this today. But we're not getting yes, into it. Yes, <laughs> there are a lot of indie games for the Oculus yeah. Rift. Just, just one of its many advantages... Oh, look at all these lovely basic graphics in 3D. Look at what they're trying to tell me. Maybe my life's not what I thought it was in the beginning and I need to look outside the fourth wall. Oh, these games are fantastic. <laughs> so, Don, when playing Grand Theft Auto, have you ever thought, oh, I wish I could see this in first-person mode? <laughs> oh, literally never have I thought that. No, nor have I, because it's the kind of game that... You know, it's so third person, it hurts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but they don't care. We're getting first person anyway. Tell us about it, Don, please, if you don't GTA mind. GTA V, new, uh, the update re-release version for PS4, Xbox One and PC. has got a first person mode built in as standard, so you'll be able to run around doing all those missions where you need to uh, see, uh, <laughs> see them. In... <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. I don't um... know either, but... <laughs> We, I love you so much, and that's all that matters. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, do you think this like, is just uh, an idle gesture, Don, or do you think well, it's actually going to be something yeah. that people are going to enjoy doing? I mean, it, it might potentially change the way you approach some missions, maybe. You know, you you, you might be a bit more gung-ho, I suppose. Not that you wouldn't be anyway. Um, in just running around, shooting the crap out of stuff instead of sneaking around and driving around stuff a bit more because you're in first-person mode all the time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It depends. Um, I don't know what the mission structures are like in GTA 5 because I've not played that one yet. Well, well, well um, the thing is, it's, um, 
you know, it's Rockstar, I don't think, to the best of my knowledge, that they've ever tackled a first-person shooter, so it would be strange yeah. to see if the mechanics are different from third-person. Yeah, I think, I mean, this has been as a kind of a mod, I'm sure, for previous versions of GTA, and I think someone modded this version as well for the other consoles uh, to get a little first-person perspective out of it. Um, but it has to be workable, it can't just be a tap yeah, totally. They've got to sort out the whole, you know, the way inventory works properly in first-person, yeah. and weapon swapping and all that kind of stuff, so... I don't know, it depends. Maybe they'll put in some extra missions that will actually take advantage of the first-person viewpoint and make it a little bit more shootery, if that's a word. Um, that is actually a word. Or maybe, I know, if people have played it before, maybe it will change their approach to some of the missions You know that they might be repeating. Um, who's to say? I don't know. But uh, it's there. You don't have to use it, I'm guessing. Um, Thank you. Well, yes, right. I hope we don't. I hope it's not just well, a guest on. I hope we're well, not forced into it. I doubt that they've changed the... Uh, <laughs> the entire yeah. game to be FPS only, but well, I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to presume too much here. But there was a pretty famous mod for GTA 4 on the PC yeah. that made it first person and Oculus Rift compatible. There you go. So the two stories we just read may intertwine mm-hmm. in less right. than a year. Who knows? There you go. Very interesting. But the jury is out. We'll see how it works. But nevertheless, it's interesting. I think a lot of people are going to buy a Grand Theft Auto again. Because, you know, I haven't really played a game on next-generation consoles that has even touched that last-generation game, to be honest, in terms of scope and wonder. So, hopefully, that little bit of draw distance, a bit more traffic, a bit more the new foliage system. Don loves foliage. Love foliage. What's your sort of favourite foliage to hide in? (laughs) I I like the the good old-fashioned bush. What about a holly bush? Not a holly (laughs) bush. your skin. (laughs) No, I prefer I prefer the softer the softer leaf. Just brushing against your skin. Yeah, just brush against your cheek as you as you nestle down inside and, and watch the police. Because you're there back. for a, a a long time. Usually sometimes. there for a while. To be fair, I I like to take a packed lunch just in case. Until your star rating drops. Bed down for the night just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so Gareth, let me ask you a personal question. Have okay. you ever re- have you ever released anything earlier than expected? <laughs> uh, just that one time, I swear it, it never happens. It never happens normally. It was just a one-off. It just you know you look so good, and I just I couldn't hold back. Thank you. Well, you know I suppose it's a compliment. <laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone Super Smash Brothers is going to be coming out a whole week earlier? Yeah, Super Smash Brothers is going to be coming out a whole week earlier. Everyone. There you go. It's a dream. It's awesome. There we go. Is that, that's it. not sarcasm, is it? No, it's oh. amazing. They just, it's like, just posted weird. it on Facebook one day. They were like, hey, everyone, you know Smash Bros. coming out in December? Uh, we're just going to bring it forward to November 28th. Like, it was nothing. Which is it's the most un-Nintendo move to bring something out sooner than expected. Yeah. Normally, they're pushing dates back and getting everything perfect, but... I guess they feel like they're pretty much done with Smash Bros and they don't want people to wait. Yeah. And it just, it helps keep the buzz up, you know. It's like they did that direct last week with shit tons of news, all the new features that were going to be in it. And then like a week after that, they're like, we want to keep people thinking about Smash Bros, talking about it, so let's bring the date forward. And it's not just Smash Bros, it's everything to do with it. So like the special adapter is also coming out a week early. Uh, the Amiibos are also coming out a week early. The special limited edition GameCube controller is also coming out a week early. Just Do you think everything... maybe, maybe someone just noticed they 
put the date wrong in the calendar and someone just kind of wandered into the office one day and went, yeah, I think that sticker's in the wrong place, guys. I think maybe Guy Whitlock texted oh. Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, you might be right Maybe there. called in a favour. Yeah. Threatened him is more likely. I've seen him in his Halloween costume. It's pretty fucking frightening. What's his Halloween me. costume? Basically a skin-tight onesie. And that's With no balls. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that would scare the shit. What's that, Dom? It was smooth as a Barbie doll. <laughs> exactly, which is really strange. <laughs> oh. But, you know, that's that's guy has to deal with that. You know, we can't help him anymore. We've helped him secure women. If he's only got a nub and he can't satisfy them, that's nothing that the podcast can solve. <laughs> yeah, there's some things even we can't do. Nope. Um, well, that's it for the news this week, unless Gareth wants to crowbar something in. I would normally crowbar in the Smash Bros news. But... <laughs> but they've crowbarred it right in there for you. They've given you something there. They have. Which was very nice of them. Bless them. Okay, so let's start talking about a game that's on everybody's lips, apart from Jamie's, as they are reserved for penis. Do you get it? <laughs> there we go. It's not very subtle. No, it's not, but there you go. That's life, and Jamie's going to have to listen to that after. Once he's done all this, he's not aware, and only when he listens to the final podcast is he going to hear that. Aww. So he's going to come on completely unaware, and it's going to be quite nice. Only joking, we love Jamie here on the Game Central podcast, which is why we've invited him back to talk about the Evolve beta. So, Gareth, if you would like to summon Jamie once again from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, it's weekly video game music time with me, Gareth. Uh, you know, the PC uh, in the past uh, past year or so has become really a, almost a new console in its own right for multiplayer gaming. Games like Nidhogg, Samurai Gun, Risk of Rain and Gang Beasts, um, all either out or on the way out, and they're all really good examples of like couch co-op, games that you can play with your friends when they're sat right next to you on a couch, or against them when they're sat next to you on a couch uh, sort of in the vein of like Mario Kart or Smash Bros uh, so it's really the PC has really been leading the way in that field in the past year and another game that's entered that field recently is Lethal League um, kind of a cross between Smash Bros and Pong in which you're all on the same screen each fighting to hit a ball which gets faster with each person that hits it if you hit it, the ball can't hit you. So it's basically everyone's trying to hit this ball. Uh, and if it hits you, it knocks you out. And the ball can get unbelievably fast and things can get hectic. And the game is super, super fun. Uh, it also has a really good soundtrack to boot. Uh, so, uh, if you've not heard of it, I suggest you look it up. The game is called Lethal League. And this is from the original soundtrack. This track is called Scream. Oh, 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 
Jamie is here with us now. He's going to be talking about the Evolved Beta. So how are you, Jamie? Uh, yeah, I'm right. It's James, but yeah, it's all right. Can I call you Jamie? <laughs> no. Can I call you James? James will do. Jay will do. Can I call you I Jay? went to school with a local Jamie. He was a bastard. So. Oh, I hate him. You always got a Jamie. Can you tell us a bit about it? It evolves quality. No, no, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie? Yeah. I We're not interested Jamie. in involved now you've mentioned Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I, don't, I haven't seen us at school. But, you know. oh. Well, could you find out for next week and that could be our feature? <laughs> I'll do okay. my best, do some Facebook stalking. Brilliant. Who's got the longest hair between you and Gareth? Hmm. Don't know. Um, uh, it's Don, because he's the only guy that's been between you and Gareth. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, today's feature is all about Evolve, a game that you've been playing oh. extensively. Now, to prevent you from wandering off and talking about your favourite flavour crisps, or the last time you went on holiday, or the merits of Prototype 2, we're going to keep it tight. That's what she said. You have one minute to answer each of these questions. Quite simply, Jay, I believe in you. Fair enough. Thank you. So, how's it been? Just a general outline, then we can go deeper. Um... Loading screens are. Jamie, slow. are you eating? Are you eating crisps? No. Okay. <laughs> you've just got you've got the aura of someone that's sort of eating. Fair enough. I had a drink. That counts. There we go. You ate your drink. <laughs> um, no, it's just the loading screens along. Um, a lot of the moaning that was happening was mainly around the loading screens. But when you actually got into a game, it was yeah. quality. Um, only had a couple of lag issues, but it plays it plays um, quite smoothly. Feels a lot like Left 4 Dead. Oh God! <laughs> it's honest, it hasn't got the strongest first-person shooting mechanics, has it? No, but it's just it it just feels like a far more polished version. Um, oh. As the monster, you're pretty weak to start off with, um, so you've basically just got to run until you can eat enough of the local wildlife Whoa. to uh, evolve. Yeah. Um, but when you're the hunters, <clears throat> you've, I, I thought I might be able to get away with not using a mic and just to sit there and play. But you need the communications key, yeah. Even if it's relation. marking something out, because um, you've all got a unique abilities you can use. Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, I've tried to take on the monster like with maybe one other person that's out of the four. But really, you need it, it helps to have all four of you sticking together at all times to try and take it down. Because even there's three levels to the monster evolving, and even at the second level, he, he, can, he, kicks, your, he kicks your ass, man. <laughs> and am I right to saying that uh, the monster is actually a human being as well? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, by local wildlife, do you mean like rabbits, foxes, stuff like that? <laughs> Hedgehogs. Um, the no, it's, they're, it's, it's, they're like, uh, I don't know, like these. Um, based they're very much based on your average sort of like wildlife animals so like your pack of like essentially wolves but they look a bit more like lizards Um, they're just massive like dogs shaped like dog sized lizards Um, there's a couple of things that look a bit like dinosaurs almost um, that are like I don't know maybe twice the height of you yeah Um, well twice the height of the human players anyway um, yeah. And then there's a couple of things that are far, like maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of 
something to scale it against, like sort of elephant-sized stuff. Well, people use buses, don't they? Like in books of dinosaurs, you've always got like double-decker buses on top of yeah. each other. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that are like a couple of double-decker, that feel like a couple of double-decker buses when you come across them. Well, that is quite big. Yeah, but there's only a couple of them on, it depends what, I think they only released three maps, so. Yeah, which is really. It, it all depends. <laughs> I suppose that's not bad for a beta, is it, Don? Well, still, it's uh, the alpha. For an alpha. What's the difference? <laughs> an alpha is even less finished than a beta. Well, they're yeah. the sort of games you buy, isn't it, Gareth, with the hope that they're going to get better over time? You can get patched. <laughs> Sometimes because they've got an underlying message. Indie <laughs> games are often pretty good. They are often pretty good. <laughs> so, Don, you've asked the question only just now. I'm afraid, um, Jay, that Gareth had a job to do, but he didn't do it. He was supposed to ask a question to get questions to question about Evolve. Uh, Don's just had to step in now, which he... He doesn't mind doing sometimes. Don will take on the workload from Gareth, and he's asked a question. Don loves taking my loads. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, it's all about being gay, oh, and we really, we, really, <laughs> we really accept that because it's nice. So, Don, have you got anything that anyone said about anything? Well, amazingly, um, we have a couple of questions. Uh, is there a single-player campaign in this game? Says. Guy Bros Streetwood. Oh look, that's a nice name. So, is there actually a single player campaign to this, or is it multiplayer only? It appears to be multiplayer only. Dun dun dun. Well, that answers that question. Is that's... that a rumor, or is that? But, <laughs> well, they've not. They've, all they've confirmed is the game mode that was on the alpha, which is Hunt. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been following it through a lot of development, playing a little bit of it at Comic Con. Did you and say Hunt? Same then. Hunt. Yeah. Oh, Hunt. Yeah. Not Duck Hunt. Just Hunt. <laughs> just Hunt. <laughs> Um, but they have said there will be a a couple of more game modes coming out um, and I assume it's going to be a bit like Left 4 Dead uh, because when you load into maps there seems to be a little bit of a backstory there's something else going on of why you're there why you're hunting this monster maybe that's like one of Gareth's favourite indie games in that you know there's a suggestion that there's something bigger out there but it never comes (laughs) around and then Gareth (laughs) reads too much into it and thinks that maybe the uh, evolved beta is questioning about life and you know things that we're promised in life that we don't necessarily get, but we continue towards it and then be ultimately disappointed in the end and, and give it nine out of ten. It'll be about how the <laughs> monsters are actually misunderstood. Yeah, and they're um, they're actually us. Yes, um, we're looking at ourselves. Reflection of mirror. ourselves. Yeah, through a mirror, and then at the end of the game, it uses the connect to show your own image. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so what? So you've been playing the hunter mode, which is basically just <laughs> <laughs> four of you hunting down one monster. So has there been any? Is there any? I mean, what else? What other kind of modes can there possibly be? I mean, you have to kind of complete something whilst the monster knocks it down. Like you got to do a ta- Jenga tower or something like that. Be <laughs> yeah, that God knows. I mean, I was having this. I don't know yeah, what I was else having this conversation that, with Chris. Yeah. Sorry. No, continue, host. Oh, Sorry, Don's, Don's not very um, assertive, so he'll continue <laughs> to speak while you're speaking over him. <laughs> but he won't let you know. He'll just apologise afterwards and cry. <laughs> yeah. I've got like a couple. I've got like a couple of seconds. Like I don't know if it's lag or something. I don't know what it is, but it's like I hear like it stops for a minute, and I start speaking, and then someone starts speaking again. I just want to cry and stop. But yeah, that's, that's quite awkward when it happens. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, me and... Huh? <laughs> oh Sorry. God. Go ahead. Gareth, don't get involved. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was that was a chat with uh, Chris, who was on the podcast last week with us, um, about what other game modes there could possibly be. And the only thing we could think of is something where you have more than one sort of... Uh, because if the monster hits level three, it has to go for a power generator or just kill everyone. And we thought there might be multiple power generators, but the monster's capped at, say, level two. And the generators are weaker or something like that. Also, mm-hmm. Or you have like a capture the flag sort of control sort of uh, game mode. But I just haven't got a clue of what they're planning to do with it. Yeah, They've, they've been quite cagey with the information they've released, I've found. Um, but yeah, I'm quite excited to see what happens with the beta. Do you think there could be um, uh, a mode of like two monsters versus four? Or would that be ridiculous? Because it sounds like you need like, say you need all four versus one to actually make it work. So two monsters that might not actually be possible if you're splitting the teams up that much. Yeah, I mean, if you put two monsters in, it'd fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> you get Sounds two like monsters it. at level two, or a couple of monsters that when they hit the full level three, yeah, yeah, it's, it's your, your day's ruined. So when <clears> I mean when they were stress about... testing, sorry. So I was just going to say when you talk about the monsters leveling, is is this something that just happens naturally over time, or do they do they just do it when you've damaged them a certain amount because it's like a uh, you know, the boss gets harder kind of thing as you've knocked its energy down to a certain point or does it have to f- complete certain tasks in order for it to level up? It um, basically has to eat local wildlife. Right. So there'll be like uh, essentially the game's version of deer running about yeah. and the monster can <clears throat> can kill that animal and then eat it and then what it'll do is it'll fill up like an experience bar. So you start off level one uh, you start off like I think it's about 10 seconds before the hunters come down and get you. Uh, and you set off and you kill the local wildlife and obviously the, the bigger animal you kill the more experience essentially you'll gain and then you get up to level <clears throat> so you start at level 1 you get up to level 2 and then obviously the the time that it takes to level up to level 3 is longer but essentially the only things you have to do is just eat the wildlife but obviously you've got the hunters chasing you constantly and there are things that give your position away like uh, like flocks of birds so if you're just stomping around and you're not being careful enough to give like flocks of birds a wide berth, uh, the birds will fly up in the air yeah. and um, basically give you a position away. Don's used to that, aren't you, Don? You've got to be very, very quiet <laughs> when you're talking around you, at night. You've got to be light on your feet, very quiet. Yeah. Wear clothing that doesn't make a noise, like when you brush it together. Uh, yeah, silent shoes, all go. that stuff. Very careful. PVC <laughs> trousers are a no-go. Don't even contemplate that at all. No, not it just doesn't all. work. They feel good, but yeah. impractical. Yeah, and they re- so. they're reflective surface as well. So if a car drives past, they're going to get a kind of glimmer of your appendage. <laughs> okay? That's correct. Thank you. Uh, okay, we've got another question. Um, are there only three monsters, and will it therefore potentially get repetitive? What do we think about I that? I think they've only announced three. Uh, uh, I think. Well, I think but, they've they've shown two, but they've said there's yeah. going to be three. They've not shown the third one yet. Yeah, um, but the way they do it is um, it's like character progression, which I th- I didn't realise. I thought it was quite interesting because um, you choose your preference of what you want to be, and then depending on everyone else, depends on what it puts you as. So you can't just choose to be the monster every time. Like you can choose in the left of dead lobbies. Um, it would sort of like randomly just sort of pick the one person on its own and go right you're the monster okay. and then <clears throat> but what you do is you start off with the Goliath which is 
land-based, just a massive tank of an animal. And then you have to perform certain tasks. I say certain tasks, essentially you've got like four abilities and there is like an experience progression through matches. So if you play as the Goliath, it's do X amount of damage with this attack and you've got to do that amount of damage with all four of his attacks and then you unlock the next monster. Right. So you have to sort of master one monster before you can play as another one. Yeah, it's it's like it's a kind of breed venture leveling up kind of system to unlock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I thought it was quite an interesting way because it's almost like you have to earn. And the next monster up, which was in the alpha, there's only a few people that were playing. It was the Kraken. That thing was a complete. It was a completely different beast because its attacks I just wasn't used to. So every time I came across a level three like Kraken, I didn't know how to deal with it. So it would be quite interesting when I get my hands on the actual game. Sorry, sorry, Jay, but it's one of them called Filmer Kraken. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I hope that's his full name. Yeah, that is his full name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's um, I, I assume a bit like Left 4 Dead, it will probably get quite repetitive, and it's going to take them. It's going to take some sort of uh, ingenuity to keep it fresh, and either yeah. introduce new monsters or new game modes or events. It'll be yeah, interesting it'll to see what they do. They seem very community focused, so. Yeah, Sam, do you think it might suffer from the Titanfall effect where people were well into it for the first month and then it suddenly just dropped off the radar? Um, yeah, yeah, essentially. I've, I've, you know, you'll still get your small groups of people that will still jump on it and it'll be, it'll go, a lot of people will get a lot, of, a lot of hype around it because the social media around this is quite, you know, effective. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then loads of people are going to get it. And they'll either trade it in, or they're just, or you'll get little clicky groups of people, a bit like you do with Left 4 Dead. So but Jamie, I'm, I'm, will stay. I'm not being racist, but um, there's lots of games that are kind of competing for the same. Let's call it online space to be pretentious. Um, you've got the kind of likes of Call of Duty, Titanfall, Destiny, Halo. Um, they're really big franchises, and they're all releasing within mere months of each other. That's a lot of people trying to cram in at the same time. Um, but we look at Evolve, and that's pretty much going for a different audience, isn't it? Oh yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. It's it's the pacings are far different. When you look at like your firefights of Destiny and Titanfall and your Call of Duties, when you're in a firefight, it's hard, it's fast paced, it's mm-hmm. quick checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint. With this, it's very much like the tension builds. So, like, if you haven't found the monster and you can, but when I mean, he levels up, it pops up. Your monster's now level two. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, you start, you start sort of being a bit more wary of how you're going to approach it. And then when he does get up in your grill, you've, oh, yes. you've got to change attack, <laughs> and you've, you've got to change attack and deal with it. And obviously, because it's human controlled, there's no real pattern. So, right. like, <clears throat> depending on who's who, who, uh, who's playing the monster, depends on who is going to attack first. He may hate the per- the support character. Well, I don't want you giving anyone any shield, so I'm just going to just pick on you, which happened quite a lot with me. Yeah. Um, or like uh, with the trapper and it's and his little and her little companion, her little sort of dog thing that sniffs the monster out. Sometimes people are just aiming for that and then running away. So it it very much depends. I, I think it's it's. The pacing and its audience, uh, marketing audience is different, but it's something, something original. Like yeah. it's an original concept, very much taken from Left 4 Dead, but like, you know, making it class specific, not just like pick up a, you get a med kit, I'll get a machine gun, and you take a shotgun, like Left 4 Dead was. You know, it's very much the class locking yourself into a class system. It seems to, it seems to make you want to work 
close together almost. Yeah. Quite hard to, it's quite hard to explain. Like, I'm trying to think of it like that. Gareth, but... do you remember when you locked yourself into a class and had to be escorted away by the police? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. So, Don, oh. what are we talking about now? Is there any other questions we, we've got for young Jay? <laughs> um, <coughs> Stop me. trying to get attention. Sorry. Um, not specifically, but I'm thinking, I mean, I guess they can add like more monsters and stuff with DLC in the future. Um, that kind of thing to kind of try and keep people's interest. That's not a question, Don. That's you trying to spread rumours. <laughs> me trying to influence decisions yeah. of uh, 2K games. It was, but Jamie. Jane! Jane! James! <laughs> Sorry for calling you the name of someone that you absolutely hate. For instance, I would hate to be called Robbie. I would really hate it, but no one does it. And I think because you said don't call me that, it's kind of now on the forefront of my mind because... Naturally, I'm quite an annoying person. And I don't mean to do it on purpose. It's just that my brain's trying to get a rise. And I don't want to, because I like you. Not in that way. Like, I mean, sort of platonically. Keep and, you know, we've had some dealings in the past where you, you, you bought items from me. You know, I want to carry on that relationship, and I don't want to put it in jeopardy. <laughs> Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah, so, so James... What, what, where do we go from here? Is it a game that you're going to be looking towards? Are you going to be waiting to get on the beta? Is it going to be something that's interests you, or do you just play it for a laugh? There is that potential there. Is it something new? Is it fresh? I reckon, I reckon so. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people that, that played the Alpha and just instantly didn't like it because, obviously, there were stress-testing servers. It took ages to log in. There were some party issues. Obviously, the PlayStation 4 had issues that had to be delayed, and they had a shorter time span to play it. But I've already pre-ordered my copy for February. Um, Can't I've give a better endorsement than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been looking looking through this for, through the dev um, while I've been developing it for a while, and uh, I've, I've I can see nothing but good. It yeah. looks fun, you, you know. What I mean, like, even if I mean, there's so many games over this weekend I've lost, but I don't really yeah. care because I'm like, yeah, it was good fun. I quite enjoyed that. Do you know what I mean? It just the monster was big and gribbly, and it just got the better of us. Oh that's, well, let's carry that's on. That's one of the best things, isn't it? When you don't feel bitter sitting there or twisted in the lobby because you feel that you're it was unjustified. When you feel like you know, who cares? I've had a good time. Let's all just get on with it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And that's what we're looking forward. That should be gaming coming together. But thank you, James. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, right. Gareth. Sorry he's been so quiet, but I hear things have been a bit tense with you two since last week. What? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I just nattered. I just I got a bit pissed last week and just spoke too much. I know, I know. He... So, yeah, sorry about that, Gareth. <laughs> sorry, I've been quiet. Gareth, don't get angry. Four people trying to talk at once is too many, so I've been sitting back on this one. He hasn't. He hasn't. Um, <laughs> there's something... I'm starting rumours here. Oh, no. you know, this is going to go down in Game Central history as one of the biggest beefs. Tupac <laughs> hasn't got anything on this. There's going to be bloodshed on the streets between the bloods and the tits. You can decide who gets what crew. Okay? Well, thank you very much, James. Uh, yeah, well. We are going to be going on to our thing. Are you going to go back and watch the football? I was watching. I was playing, I was playing Watch Dogs. Well, get back to Watch Dogs. £18 in CEX right now. Uh, 20, it was £21, I think. I got it off Amazon. You can't complain. I didn't think it was too bad. Okay, well, this this bit's going to be awkward, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> 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 nice one. <laughs>
So what have we been playing? It is, we are gamers, aren't we? Apart from Don, because he thinks he's got a life now. Gareth, I can't imagine you've been playing any games or moving around. Um, I've been playing a few games, but Don, if you'd like to kick us off. Oh, I... post about having a girlfriend. Oh, my girlfriend listens to this. I've got a girlfriend, hint, hint. She's got ears. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Don, talk. Your girlfriend will be listening to this. Calm down now. Um, you know exactly what I've been playing. It's the only thing I've been playing since September the 9th when it came out. I have played nothing else since, and as soon as this podcast recording is finished, I will be playing it again. But what um, are you doing now with it? Um, I am going through playing Strikes, the weekly, um, the weekly mission thing. I can't what it's called. Um, the Nightfall Strike every week. Um, finding new uh, exotic weapons and then leveling them up and getting their special abilities off of those. Basically, doing all of that stuff. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I'm still I'm still compelled. Where did you to... go for your last date, Don? Uh, where did we go for our last yeah. date? We went. Well, we've been to the cinema twice. Are they last... dates anymore? Well, or are they coming to... together of two people who are very much fond of each other? Well, that that's if you. That's, well, if you go out, I guess it's a date because you're having. No, 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 no. If you meet and you go back to yours or her place, then. Oh, here he goes. Oh. He didn't want to say. We've twisted his arm, haven't we, Gareth? <laughs> you twisted me arm. I'm going to talk about taking her back to my place. <laughs> oh god. Yep, so you took her back to your place. Oh no, I can't imagine you taking her back to your place. She's been she, to my she place. grabbed you and took you to her place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's right. the one in control. <laughs> <laughs> so did you find it quite um, daunting and overbearing Don? did I find what daunting and overbearing her taking you back no Just... no actually one thing um, we did because she's a fan of horror films and stuff I thought I'd see how she oh felt... dear <laughs> <laughs> I thought how she'd fare with entrails and pig blood all over my front room oh. she loves horror films yeah, almost yeah. but what I did instead was got her to play P.T. Oh dear! Uh, that kind of Jeez, that's like the most creative way to break up with a girl <laughs> I could think of. A text message the next morning. Oh, Don, last night was a bit awkward. Uh, we went to the cinema, watched a lovely film, but I wasn't really prepared for what happened afterwards. <laughs> oh dear! She, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I put that on. Uh, she's not. She's not. Um, obviously, she's been. You know. She's a bit of a geek as well. She's played video games, you know, back in the 16-bit days, and she's not played loads um, since then. So she's not played the PS4 before. Um, so she's immediately quite struck with how good it looks. Um, and then she was um, wandering around the corridor, all creepy. Um, Your corridor or on the game? The corridor of the game. After oh, okay. Through my corridor. Um, yeah. um, she found it quite spooky, because um, it is. Um, but... <laughs> Even though not much was actually going to happen because it, it was on my saved game, which I completely forgot. Of course, it, there's no stuff these days where you can just hit start a new game and shit. Yeah, yeah. Tight, your bloody gamer tag. Um, so um, we're kind of going around in the bits, and the music's all creepy and shit. And she was still a bit spooked out by the whole thing, but because nothing, all the original stuff wasn't going to happen. What we did then was put on the YouTube video of a playthrough of it, and um, just watching it, I got nervous. <laughs> because that game scared the living fuck out of me when I played it, and I don't really want to be reminded of it ever again. Um, so then she sat and watched it, and um, where was she, she sitting, Don? She was sitting on my sofa, directly okay. in front of my telly, watching it. 
Directly. Um, directly. Uh, um, yeah, and and it made her scream and and jump. Are you sure you're not choosing as an excuse? <laughs> Don, they say that women are far more suggestible when they're uh, scared. And um, <laughs> there was no, there was actually a test done where men sort of asked women out just before bungee jump, so they would talk to them in their group because obviously girls went together or. Um, standing on top of the shard, not standing right on top of it, like suicidally, but on oh, tours. And stuff. I know. If a woman and stepped right on the the shard, right on it, slide oh. down my shard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is disgusting, Don. Your girlfriend listens to this, doesn't she? Well, I've, I've heard that. that. I've heard that. About I've heard that girlfriend. she listens to things. Oh, um, but anyway, they were more likely to get a yes to go out on a date from a woman who just done a bunch. That's because they were potentially about to die. So. So that's why you think she's, she's accepted your offer of dates. Because <laughs> you feel she's about to play. Oh, God. Yeah, why not? Why not? Fantastic. Sure. But um, as long as she enjoyed it. I mean, there's a lot of people kind of coming back into gaming. My sister particularly. Um, she, I know she listens to this. Uh, she, um, <laughs> she's been really into games. She's got herself an Xbox 360. She hasn't played games for years. But she's been playing stuff like Singularity and Time Shift recently. Surprised me that she's actually going through them and playing the games. And I think it is showing how easy games are now. Like we're saying, oh, aren't games getting easier? But they are because she's literally just sitting there completing these games, which she has no right to, really. <laughs> that's no, I but, think that's good, though. If more people get to experience games, then that's yeah. That's but fine. We, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that when we come to Sunset Overdrive. Ooh. So, did you show her any other videos, Don? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, just just that one, just yeah. that one video for this. Podcast. And what did you do after that? Because uh, it's a bit strange. What, what do you do after that? You just watch that. You kind of just getting to know each other. You've shown her this kind of weird sort of thing, and afterwards she's a bit scared, and it's all a bit tense. What do you do to lighten the mood? You make her dinner. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so she's sitting there all He's scared. So coy. You just get up and start making dinner. Yep. And then she's slowly trying to get off the sofa, heading towards the door. What was for dinner? <laughs> yeah, what's for dinner? Oh god, I don't know. I can't remember. You can't remember. Oh. Sounds pizza. really let's romantic. Say, let's, let's say yeah. pizza. I don't know. Probably pizza. Let's say pizza. You don't make a pizza. You just put it in the oven and then go back to the sofa. She There's makes no preparation. Pizza. She, she makes pizza from scratch. She makes dough and everything. Makes the sauce on the bottom. Does she make lots of dough? <laughs> God. <laughs> so, Gareth, what have you been playing this week? There we go. <laughs> oh, moving on from Don's <laughs> well, crazy, crazy love life. That and yeah. then Destiny. That's it. So, Well... <sighs> <laughs> I finally got my PC set up yesterday, Yay. and uh, what do you mean? yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, I only moved in on Friday. That's what I'm saying. You said finally, and I was like, "Well, it hasn't been that long, has it?" I bet all your clothes and your pants and stuff are in a box. But as long as you've got your PC out, everything's fine. I have a lot of clothes. I have like over 120 T-shirts. Yeah, all with horrible slogans on them. What? The, what? I've got a t-shirt with a Charmander on it, and the Charmander is in a little breast pocket. Yeah, it's probably saying, like, death to bitch, <laughs> or something like that. You love them slogans. 
Yeah. It says death to reapers. That's not the same as death to bitch. <laughs> I suppose. But I don't know what's on your... I know that you sometimes put up uh, pictures on Facebook of your t-shirt collection. Yeah, it's more just so I can keep track of them. Yeah. Really, for myself. On a social media network. Yeah, so no one else can see my no, public obviously. album of all my t-shirts. Yeah. It's nice. Can you do your pants next when you go for your t-shirts? I have like one pair of pants. Oh dear. I have like oh, 120 t-shirts. I don't, mean, I don't mean bloody trousers. I mean pants that you put your penis in. Oh, that... you mean you mean like underwear? Oh, yes, Gareth. We've been through this so many times. No, but a pair of pants is like a... It's like trousers, they're the same uh, they're the same thing. Don, when you say to your girlfriend, hang on a minute, I'm just gonna take my pants off, what does she think you're referring to? She says you don't wear pants. Oh yes. <laughs> so are you going commando or are you just standing there in a pair of underwear? It's 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 underwear or boxer shorts, pants. Why do they are... call them a pair of pants? Because they're not a pair of pants, mm. they're just one pants. <laughs> I think for that exact reason, it sounds weird saying one pants. So, <laughs> so... I'm going to go out and get myself one pants. <laughs> so they added in the extra unnecessary word just to stop everyone feeling really awkward and saying it. Just a pair of pants or a pair of underwear. Oh, have you seen my pair of underwear? It's not. <laughs> is each leg an underwear? So you've got two underwears. Oh, I don't know, Gareth. This is a different podcast altogether, isn't it? <laughs> this is something else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what have you been playing? You've got your PC all set up. Time for the indie games to come along. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have the internet, so I had to download everything uh, before we moved. So I downloaded uh, quite a lot of stuff. Um, Are you missing porn? I've got some stuff. <laughs> well, what have you got? I bet it's really boring. I'm not going to list... That really tame. If there's one thing I hate doing, it's listing things. Everyone knows oh, that. Oh, yeah. We know that. Uh, <laughs> so I played some um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. They released an update for that on my birthday, so I was trying that out. Yeah. What's the mean? What's the message behind it, Gareth? Uh, that the rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> I guess. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, that game remains fantastic. Uh I to played, this very day. It does. Um, I played quite a lot of Magic the Gathering Duel of the Planeswalkers 2014. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted something I could sort of play half arse without paying much attention yeah. while I set everything up in my room. So I would like do my turn on Magic, do something in my room, come back, play my next turn. And that was fun. I like those Magic games. Um... But the only problem is, they're so limited. Like, the only thing you can do on those games is take pre-existing decks and play with them. You can't make your own deck. Like, there's only a certain number of cards from the actual Magic the Gathering game that you can play with. Like, it's not every card. Uh, And the reason for that is because they have a Magic the Gathering online, where you can, like, pay money to get cards, to get whatever deck you want, make your deck out of whatever cards you want. So if they were to make, like, an Xbox Live Arcade game where you could also do that, There'd be no reason for people to spend all their money on this Magic Gathering online. How big is your deck? Uh, about 60. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than you expected, isn't it, Rob? Yeah. I love a good deck joke. I've been playing card uh, games for years, and deck jokes just never, they never get old. Well, I haven't been playing them for years, so I just thought that one up. 
So team. give me a bit of credit. Do you have any deck sleeves? Oh, I don't even know what that means. Okay, good. Uh, no, no, hang on. I think I do because I was at Comic-Con and there were these lads and they had like this little folder mm-hmm. with kind of what you talk about, sleeves. And they were all going through kind of swapping cards with each other. It was kind of like a CD album, but with sleeves. Yep. Yep. Now, <laughs> have you got one of those? Um, I've had things that you keep your cards you want to trade in, you know. So if someone yeah. says, you want to swap, you just bring your little folder out and you flick through and oh, show them all your swaps. Well, we, didn't, I... we didn't do that back in the old days of the Panini football stickers. You just have, you'd just be going through them in a massive wad. Well, things have advanced a bit since. <laughs> they have advanced. Well, when you see how much some of those cards go for, Gareth, it's no laughing matter. <laughs> I believe you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so like, I... I like those uh, Duel of the Planeswalkers games, even though they're a very, very minor way of playing Magic the Gathering. They're they're fun, until you realise how limited they are. So I did that for a while. And then, yesterday, I started playing Shadow of Mordor. Wow. Mm. Well done, Gareth. That's quite... I suppose for you that's quite up-to-date, quite recent. Yeah, well, I knew I knew I had a big move coming, and... I knew I'd be without internet for over a week, and I needed something to play. You playing on Xbox 360 or the PC? PC, and it's like it's the first game I've got for PC really that's sort of brand new. Yeah, like one of these games that's come out for the next gen consoles and PC. Because uh, my PC is kind of mid range, so I've never been a hundred percent sure if it was going to run those games. Well, that's my nightmare with PCs. <clears throat> yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I. Find up Shadow of Mordor. It defaulted to low on everything, which I was a bit sad about. Like, and the game kind of looked like an Xbox 360 game with everything yeah. on low. But um, I just turned it up a few notches, like turned everything up to medium, and my PC can run that just fine. It looks just as good as everything I've seen of like the PS4 version and the Xbox One version. So I'm Thank pretty you. happy with it. Um, I like that game. I've only played like five hours of it so far. Um, but already, I'm. I feel like I'm starting to see the um, the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Like you know, it's all about these war chiefs. You kill a war chief, another one will take its place, uh, or you'll like you'll die to a war chief, and that'll increase his ranking, and he'll get promoted. It's like if you've been playing a game for a long time. It's it's almost if you see behind the curtain, and you can see all the gears grinding and turning, but behind the curtain, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but but I feel like. I already see that, and I'm like five hours in. Yeah, it's very, it's very much like you know, you kill a war chief, okay, he's dead. You go kill another one, okay, he's dead. You go kill another one, he's dead. And it yeah. like, you know, when you do that, all it's going to do is replace those bosses. Like, yeah, infinite of times. You're not making any difference. You're not windling down the army. Yeah. You're just doing it for an infinite amount of time until you get bored or the game says it's the end of the game. That's Yeah, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. I feel like I can yeah. already see the next like 12 hours of my life playing this game yeah. and how it's going to play out. It's just going to be whittling those down and then they keep getting replaced and it's just, ugh. And then I'll the only thing that saves it is the combat system when it keeps upgrading and you get new moves to try out. Yeah, the combat is actually... It's pretty fun. You You get to a point, though, where sort of, you don't really have the tools. Uh, Like in Batman, you know, you start off 
uh, and Batman's got like his grappling hook and he's got Batarang straight away and yeah. he can just flip everywhere and he can stun a few guys at once and he can um, like put the spray on the floor and make it explode. Uh, whereas in this, you don't really have the same options. Like your guy isn't as maneuverable. Um, I've just unlocked like throwing daggers. Yeah, but because you this like sometimes you have like twenty orcs around you at once. Yeah, and if there's hard. if there's one guy at the back <clears throat> with a crossbow, just firing at you, you can't block his crossbow shots. You can't do anything. No. You could throw a dagger at him in theory to like stagger him or whatever, but because the targeting is really bad. Yeah, um, especially when there's so many orcs around you. Yeah, you just can't pick him out. So it turns like if you get into a semi big fight and there's one guy somewhere with a bow, you just yeah. lose the fight because you can't get to him. Especially if he's a boss orc. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of the boss orcs just have big old crossbows, and it's really and annoying. Then they, they poison you. Yes. That's annoying. So it's just, it's, and like, uh, the problem is, in every fight, you'll be doing well, you'll be winning the fight, but you never quite feel 100% in control. Like, like Batman, you have the moves where, you know, if you get eight times on your multiplier, like if you hit guys eight times without being hit back, you can do an instant execute where you press um, B and Y, and then you'll like jump to somebody and just execute them in one. But you'll get that in Shadow Mordor. There's like upgrades where you can do that twice in a row. Okay, well, and that, it feels so much better. That's good because yeah. what I find now is I'll be like, okay, that guy's a threat, so I'll build my thing up and then I'll go insta kill him and then yeah. I'll move on. But because the targeting's so bad, I'll like, I'll get to times eight and then I'll go to insta kill him. But instead, my guy will just like, there's an orc behind him. He'll just turn around and kill that guy, and it's like, yeah. No. By the end of it, you're pretty much unstoppable. And you will feel that way and that you can just walk into any sort of thing. You don't even need to do research on the Orc Warlords, War Chiefs. You can just go in there and just mess everyone up. Yeah, I mean, if a, if a Warlord's attacking me one-on-one, I just press B to stun him. And then yeah. do the, like, mega-fast slash thing you can do with X. Well, well, that's the thing, isn't it? They've all got their own weaknesses. But because the weaknesses, there's only really about four, you don't really need to do much research. You either jump over them, try and stun them, or you do all of the weaknesses they could possibly have until you find out which one it is through the process of elimination. Yeah, there's not really any need to go and find the the special orcs who are green, and you have to grab them and yeah. interrogate them to find out the weaknesses. You don't really. That's just... No. Like, I'm glad I discovered that like a few hours in, because once I stopped doing that... Uh, everything started moving a lot quicker. Yeah, and you make progress. You, like it's just completely unnecessary. It's busy work, basically. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm starting to feel that way. You know, the map's not very big. Um, mm-hmm. the warlord system, I've already kind of gotten a bit bored of it because I see how it's going to work for the entire rest of the game. Uh, and like I've seen the skill tree, and I'm already sort of getting through it pretty quick getting a Mm -hmm. lot of resources and it feels like this is a really really small game to me so when when you start discovering like you know okay these green guys i don't actually need to worry about that's like hours of the game gone that i no longer need to worry about so it's like the ways they want you want to pad it out like all the collectibles and stuff as well that i'm not bothering with i feel like i'm probably going to only be playing this game for like another five or six hours yeah, well, that's the thing. And when you see the ending, you'll feel even more kind of what and cheated. 
and you know you're you're constantly finding ways to exploit the game but unlike a really clever game <clears throat> it doesn't have that it blocks you off and say ah you're not going to do that get fucking back in the game mode and do it properly yeah you can kind of sort of cut corners and do this and do that because you know you can and as gamers as seasoned gamers there's always times in games where you're going to mess about a little bit and say you know what i don't want to go around fucking um finding out about all the weaknesses or wasting my time i just want to go i'm going to go in there and find out myself by just going mental aim yeah and it works yeah <laughs> that's the thing like straight away the game has no comeback one of the so first can... missions is like the game wants you to free a caragor which is like a big wolf thing because yeah. it's like this boss is afraid of him so if you release one near him he'll run away scared and i did that and he ran away and then I was just sprinting after him for like yeah, two minutes. Because he fucking runs almost as fast as you. So you're just sprinting yeah. after him it's through Mordor. <laughs> Basically. And it's yeah. like, if I just hadn't freed that thing and just fought him, I could have done this in a tenth of the time. Yeah. And it's it's just, I'm at that point now where I'm starting to feel like, oh, this game wants to be like 20 hours long, but it's yeah. not going to be that long for me because no. I'm not going to fall for all this bullshit. So... I'm enjoying it, but um, I'm a little bit confused as to where all this, uh, all these good reviews are coming from. Yeah, I think it's mainly the combat and the sense of place and stuff like that. Where that, but I think it's a common thing, and I'm going to talk about it as well when I'm talking about Sunset Overdrive. In that, there's a lot of games out there, but as seasoned gamers, we see the bullshit and we see all of that kind of window dressing that's there to pad the game out. Yeah. And we're like, no, nope, we're not interested. We've got better things to do. We're just going to go through it, if you don't mind, in our own way. Yep, that's pretty much how I feel as well. Yeah. So, have you got anything else to say about Shadow of Mordor? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the voice acting's really good. Like, the main character's voiced well. The golem yeah. they have is... To die. How, is, how is that not Andy Serkis? <laughs> I don't understand. It sounds exactly like him. It's incredible... Wow, that's the yeah. that's been the highlight for me so far. Is I'm like, that's Andy Serkis doing Gollum like he does in the films, and I looked it up and it's not him, and it's like holy yeah. shit, that guy is talented. Uh, that's been the highlight for me so far. Um, just trying to think if I played anything else. Oh yeah, I played Poker Night at the Inventory, which has been out for years. You play poker oh, against uh, the heavy from Team Fortress Two. Um. Is it Sam or Max from Sam and Max? The rabbit one. I don't um, know the difference. Strong Bad from Strong Bad Adventures and Tycho from Penny Arcade. Oh, yes. And the whole point of the game is you're supposed to play poker while these four guys share stories and like have funny dialogue between each other and stuff. And the first game I played, on the first hand, three of them went all in. And then two were knocked out straight away. And it's like... Well, the whole point of this game is to hear these guys talk to each other and two of them are now out. So I just quit and was like, <laughs> I'm never going to play that again. Yeah. So that was a, that was a bust. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've, I've been playing quite a few games this week because like I said, if I know a game's out in the shop, Donnie, you're right. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just feel uncomfortable when I know that you're just there. Lurking. Not that I feel uncomfortable that you're there. I like it. <laughs> you should Mate, feel uncomfortable. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but I don't like the thought that there's a game out there, even if I've got a passing interest in it, 
and I haven't got it. I don't know what it is about me. Maybe it's a bit simplistic. But um, I got Sunset Overdrive, firstly. Um, it's it's a game that, you know, it's very confusing, very awkward to play, in that you probably see that, by the way, you, when you watch videos, and the person's jumping off this, jumping off that, when in actual reality, when you are facing any kind of enemies, all you're going to want to be doing is either grinding backwards and forwards and shooting, or jumping up and down off of a bouncy object. You know, mm. the... Um, the conflict areas are very small, so it's not like you're using the whole of the environment. It will just be a square where the enemies are, so you're either going around them in circles whilst grinding, just holding down shoot, because it's got a very easy auto-aim, or you know, you're not doing anything at all. The best ones are where you're chasing, say, a train, and, you've, and it blows up the tracks, and you've got to jump off the tracks and start grinding along buildings alongside it, and then jump back onto the tracks when the tracks are formed again. But it's another one of those games where you know you have to do a lot of bollocks to unlock things. There's these things called amps, and what they basically do, they're kind of like perks. They work in the same way, and if you equip them, then you you know you get five percent more ammo in your gun, and okay. you can create a you can equip about six amps and then you've got specialist amps and then you've got amps that kind of they give you special powers so if you get like a two star rating you know kind of like in batman and lord of the rings like we just said mm -hmm. in the the more combos you do the higher it goes so on here you get levels kind of similar to devil may cry where you get the style meter and for every time you go through it you get kind of more points and then the other amps equip. So you get in one and then you can use fireballs when you're uh, doing melee, get to level two, and then one of you, your bullets start ricocheting about. But like I say, with the problem with Shadow of Mordor and this is that you don't really have to. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem, especially for a game like that, where you don't have to. You, you don't have to equip amps. The only time that I've really gone and got amps or I've even had to equip any is because I'm annoyed with the icon popping up on the screen every five minutes telling me that I've got an icon, I've got a spare amp slot free, um, or I have to do it in a mission to get a particular one because there's a particular skill that I need for a mission that's coming up. Mm -hmm. You never think, oh, this game's really hard, you know, I need more firepower. So I, I kind of like the way Far Cry 3 did it. And it felt natural. I don't know if you played Far Cry 3. Loved Far Cry 3. Yeah, but, great. you know, where you have to go and kill the crocodiles to get to get the lever to then craft the pouch that gives you more bullets. Mm -hmm. Because you felt that you needed to. And it felt that you were doing something that made sense. Okay, I know it seems a bit silly. But, you know, killing a cow to get the, level, the lever to give yourself some more sniper bullets really <laughs> helped when it was getting harder. And there was a lot more people in the camps. Because you wanted that extra firepower. I think you know? that stuff was the highlight of the game for me in Far Cry 3. I think it was fantastic. And, you know, you couldn't really... It would be very hard for you to complete the game on the basic sort of um, perks that you had in the beginning. Like, to go in and do the later missions, just having the basic weaponry and stuff. But upgrading your weaponry and stuff felt so good and you could immediately feel the benefits. But with... Um, sunset Overdrive, the platforming and like the grinding and stuff isn't particularly taxing or hard or skillful. You don't feel that you're doing some great skills. It feels quite automated, similar to Assassin's Creed or something like that. 
and the shooting as well, that doesn't require any particular skill. So you're very much left with this sort of mid-level game where neither of the kind of main mechanics that you have to rely on are really satisfying or particularly difficult to master. And, you know, it is a shame because it looks so fun. It looks like a laugh. It looks like a big play area. But, you know, really and truly, the games are, the enemies and the missions are only existing in a very small part of that map at any one time. It's not like it uses the whole map. And I think it's a problem that a lot of games have had, even ever since Crackdown, in my opinion, in that, you know, they've got these big cities, these big open spaces, but... They, the missions only happen in a very confined area, and it's even more jarring with um, Sunset Overdrive because it's sometimes so fun to traverse areas and kind of go along, mm-hmm. you know. And, it, and it, it's it's a shame because you find yourself just grinding around in circles or jumping up and down on the spot because that's easier than tarting about trying to do backflips and wall runs and all that. Because you're not as you're not as effective as than if you just go around in a circle grinding, holding down the shoot button, waiting till a thing dies. Yeah. And you know the the automatic um, targeting systems very lenient, and it will just pick up anything within range. So and the swearing in it is just it feels totally at odds with the uh, style of the game, uh, to the point where I just turned off the swearing because it really jars it. You know, this fucking this fucking that. Really? Bitch, yeah. And it's really a cartoonish, vibrant game, but they're trying to add this grittiness to it. And I think that's that's what the one of the main problems is with the game, in that it's trying to be everything for everyone, but mm. it pretty much fails at everything that it sets out to do. Not that it isn't fun, but it's just there's no sort of substance to it. There's no real kind of satisfaction behind it. You don't feel good that you're doing something. You just feel like you're going through the motions. But it hasn't got a very... It hasn't got that amazing combat system such as Shadow of Mordor to fall back on. Because it doesn't matter what's going on in Shadow of Mordor, you've always got that combat system to just play around with. And it really is the saving grace of the game. Whereas Sunset Overdrive hasn't got anything remotely close to that, which is a shame. That's really disappointing. I, I thought, you know... The thing you're talking about, like, the thing that you should be able to come back to no matter what to get enjoyment out of it, I thought it was going to be the traversal. Like, yeah. that looked like a Tony Hawk's game when you were, like, grinding around everything and running yeah. on walls and stuff. But the I thing thought is, that was going to be the yeah. reason to play it. Like, Spider-Man 2, I will always say that's one of the best kind of games in that it was very very it felt satisfying the way you could go around and run up the buildings and jump off and flip and shoot your webbing out yeah whereas you know i could start grinding on a sunset overdrive on one of the telephone wires go and make a cup of tea come back and it would still be doing it (laughs) you know it's very much that kind of on rails and you never feel like your core or your you you know owning the game because you, you never really feel that you're that in control it feels like literally that you're on rails and you never feel that you've got the freedom to kind of do anything amazing or you know there's not the moves to really kind of experiment or do something that you think's great and by the time that you are going around it gets pretty old very quickly and I think that's a shame as well nothing really fresh happens and like I say the the storyline 
it's okay. But the more graphics are getting, the better the graphics are getting. I think the more I'm demanding the storytelling and the engagement of the games to follow it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm finding that, you know, a lot of these games, like Evil Within, looked great. But I don't think the story and the kind of acting held up. And it's quite jarring at the same time. But um, I downloaded GTA San Andreas, oh. um, the uh, the remaster. Well, they call it a remaster. But that's still great. Like the story in that and the acting and the kind of way the characters socialise with each other is brilliant and the way that the story is told. Um, you know, I really think Rockstar are the masters in that. And, you know, you can say what you want about them and, you know, about the GTA franchise. But it's that interaction and that feeling of being in a place. And GTA San Andreas does that much better than Sunset Overdrive. And it's a, you know, 10-year-old game. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not much improvements to be honest. It, it looks clearer. Uh, the draw distance is a bit better, but you notice how empty the streets are, and you think, shit, has it always been like this? <laughs> and it was. You know, there's like there'll be one car that goes past every now and then, two pedestrians on the side. Sometimes you could be standing in the middle of the street in the middle of the day, and you'll see one person in the distance, and maybe one car roll past every thirty seconds. Yeah. And you realise, kind of, you know, you made up the rest in your mind. And that we did do that a lot with the older games in that, you know, when you go back to these games, you realise that a lot of it, you were kind of filling in the blanks with your mind when -hmm. you look back. And we don't get that with games now. So games have to be explicitly good. But it was only £2.99. Well, there you go. That's that's fine. And there you go. Absolutely fantastic game. Um, Got Call of Duty yesterday, Advanced Warfighter. Um. I've always been a big fan of the campaign. I don't know if I'm the only person in the world that, you know, I don't I don't seem to know anyone else that goes on about the campaign. It's always a multiplayer, multiplayer, but I'm always trying to find out what's the campaign like, is it any good? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just done it again where the shooting's so satisfying and, you know, I don't care about any other... You can have your destinies, you can have your um, halos. When it comes to shooting and feedback and the feeling of shooting a gun, I don't think Call of Duty can be surpassed. And I, I tend to agree. Yeah, and I know it gets a lot of stick online, but I'm talking about the mechanics of the game, which is very different to the way people perceive the game or how the mechanics are used. You know, you can have the best mechanics in the world, but if they're not utilised or used properly in a game, it's still a crap game. Um but yeah, it's so responsive. The feedback's great. The audio is fantastic. You know, it's one of the only games that I ever break out my wireless cinematic headset Ooh. to actually play because it makes such a difference with the bass and stuff like that. Um, I'm only about four levels into the campaign, but already it just it feels like you know you're in the middle of a a movie, and you need that if you play a lot of games like I do. You need that kind of Michael Bay bullshit. <laughs> to just cleanse your palate every now and then because like I say there's so many games that say oh you need to now build another something now go out and fetch such and such for me you know go and get go and tame four rancors or you know go and like in Sunset Overdrive I need you to collect ten shoes <laughs> that are tied up on the railings please go and grind across them to pick them up for me hmm. there's none of that in Call of Duty it doesn't in my say town. That means uh, there's a drug dealer nearby. So there if we you're go. a drug dealer, don't move to this area because it's taken. Oh, so there you go. 
There you go. Are you a drug dealer? Uh, no. So you can fit into the area pretty well? Uh, yeah, I fit into most areas. Uh... Oh, hey, <laughs> set. Uh, sorry, we were just getting a bit serious, weren't we? Um, a little bit. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's what Call of Duty is for me. It's just, you know, you don't have to worry that someone's going to come up to you at some point and go, you know, oh, we got to get into this building, but first... I need you to go outside and I need you to pick me up four tires so we can put them back on the car. And then that takes you like an hour to do. Yeah. Um, a bit disappointed with how it looks. Not that it looks bad, but it just, it's, it's still not up to that level of polish that you want. Like you know how much money's been spent on it. You know what a blockbuster it is, but you just want them to go to that next level. And, you know, one of my friends said, oh, it's so much better on PlayStation 4. It's this <laughs> such and such resolution over blah blah and I read up about it and it's something minuscule but you you know the most people you see that go on about this they've got some piece of crap TV that you could probably get in Asda for £100 that's 21 inches called Technotronic or something (laughs) but do you know what I mean and these are the people that go on about frame rate and they go on about resolution Mm -hmm. I'm sorry but if you've got a TV like that you're not going to be able to appreciate it anyway and that's what annoys me with these fanboys and that you know they say, oh yeah, but it's not 1080p. And you go, mate, can you sit down and explain to me what it means? Because I don't think you do. I think you just. And it's become a real buzzword, hasn't it, for everyone lately? This whole, oh, is it 1080p? Does it run at 60 frames per second? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, what a load of crap that game must be. You know, at the end of the day, most of these people, if you've got the latest Sony Bravia TV with retinal display with you know 4k definition then come to me and go on about it because you're such a you know you love the art so much and you're such a technology head you know but don't say that when you're sitting in a room playing it on a 21 inch 21 inch screen that's in the corner and you're about six feet away from it because it doesn't make any difference and you know some games like they say some games work better in 30 frames per second or 40 than they do at 60 I mean, I'm not saying that I'm an expert, but it seems that a lot of people just jump on it. Mm-hmm. And that, that's like the new thing. If it's not at 1080p and 60 frames per second, everyone starts going mad. But I, like I say, still early days in Call of Duty. Going to have to see how that goes, but very, very promising. And I always love the um, campaigns because I would just go through them and they're so satisfying to play. Like I say, you don't have to worry. There's laptops, I think, that you can pick up if you come across them, but it's not the be-all and end-all of the game. Um, you can happily just go along shooting things like a big action-packed blockbuster, and sometimes that's all you want. Yeah, I mean, people... There's somebody every year, I think, well, more than just as somebody, the majority of people every year are like, oh, Call of Duty's coming out, fucking Call of Lame. It's just the same <laughs> game every year. And it's like, okay... All the other games that come out are basically the same game as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying Shadow of Mordor, but a Batman game, an Assassin's Creed game, and this game all coming out in the same year. Three yeah. very similar games, whereas there's only really one game that comes out every year that does what Call of Duty does, and that's Call of Duty. Yeah. It does a similar thing every year, you know, big explosive bombastic action with huge set pieces, like a movie that's that's like uh, on rails, you know, linear storytelling. But yeah. for every one Call of Duty game like that a year, there's like 
50 games that have in it, you know, like you said, fetch me 10 shoes, yeah. or escort this character to another location, or they're getting attacked on location, better protect them. It's like, Call of Duty is now actually doing something different in doing yeah. the same thing all these years. It's actually managed to separate itself from everything. Um, and I still think there's a place for these kind of campaigns that are very linear and structured, you know, like yeah. Wolfenstein. That was a fantastic game. Bioshock, Infinite, fantastic games. All first-person shooters that pretty much lead you down a narrow pathway. But they're some of the best stories as well. And it's very hard with these open-world things to actually... It's, 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 it's kind of like the story feels separate from the world and that, you know, when you want to carry on with what you're supposed to be doing, you can at your own leisure. Yeah. But there's no, there's no pressure. You can't feel the tension. Because, you know, in Shadow of Mordor, the guy might say to you, oh, we need to go here to save my wife as soon as possible. But in reality, you could walk around for 10 hours trying to, you know, (laughs) overtake. But you know what I mean? Take over bases. It's not an urgent pressing matter because you could do it at your own convenience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're, we're struggling at with open world games. Grand Theft Auto done it well, where in Grand Theft Auto 4, you'd just be walking around and suddenly Roman would call you and he needed your help. Like you couldn't say, oh, I'll come back and do it in 10 hours' time. You had to do it there and then. It didn't matter what you were doing. You just had to drop it and go and help him. Yeah. And I think that's what open world games need to start doing because it's start, starting to feel now that the open world is completely separate from the story and that there's all these little markers on your map that you can go to whenever you feel like it and continue the story at your own leisure. There's no pace, there's no feeling of urgency, and there's no feeling that you're really doing anything within the world because you bend the world to your own will and you are playing the world and the world's not playing you or telling you what to do. And it loses a lot of the tension and build up. And how do you build up the tension in an open world game like that if you're just allowing the player to then go off and fuck around for two or three hours before getting back into the story yeah. because you lose the momentum and that is a big problem yep I agree yep. <laughs> well there we go Don do you agree yeah thank you <laughs> I think Don's just got like a, a automatic response thing to our thing it will just say whenever he hears his name the computer goes yeah hmm. doesn't it Don yeah see Told you. I beg your pardon. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. Well, next week is fast approaching. Well, not any faster than it was really when we first started. (laughs) But it's been absolutely fantastic, Don. Enjoyed having you on. Hopefully you didn't take any of my insults too personally. No. Gareth, this is just the start of your beef with James. Apparently. Apparently. Running and running. It's going to run. It's going to go on and on, and there's going to be no resolution. But it will come to head on Christmas Day, like it does in EastEnders every year. <laughs> and Doctor Who. And Doctor Who. Okay, then. So, from all of us here at Game Central, good night. No, well, if you're listening to it in a day, good day. Have a good day at work. If you're on your way home from work, have a good day at home. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>